At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Pro Football Blitz. The former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, and we are going to spend the next three hours with you breaking down week five in the NFL. James, good to be with you as always, my friend. And the first quarter of the season is behind us. We're starting to get a little bit of a better picture of who these teams really are. I, I wonder if you are starting to also get a clearer picture of who these teams really are. And secondly, are there still a few teams that have you scratching your head a little bit? There are. I think there's more teams that have me scratching my head right now with two hands. I'm going to need some head and shoulders to, to fix my scalp here, Brady, because ultimately I think I've, uh, I've got a better handle on a handful of teams, their identity, who they are going forward. They know who they are going forward. That always helps for us as handicappers when these teams know who they are. Uh, but I think of some other teams, namely the first one comes to mind is the New Orleans Saints. I don't know who this ball club is. I'm not sure what are, – are they a running team? Are they going to use Kamara? Kamara is, is probably one of the best dual threats in all of football coming out of the backfield, not just running the ball but receiving the ball. Had no targets last week. Has hardly had any targets for the first four games. And they have great games and then complete duds, or at least last week a complete dud in the fourth quarter up 21-10. to 10. So 
There's New Orleans Saints and a handful of other teams that, yeah, with two hands, I am digging out my hair with some of these ball clips. Well, it is early in the season, and as each week goes by, we typically get, obviously, the numbers mature and are more representative of each team. So that kind of gives us a little bit of confidence that these numbers are starting to really speak to who these teams are. But uh, it's... You know, a process where week to week, you just uh, don't know. And I agree with you. Early in the season, now into week five, there certainly are some confusing teams. And I'm with you on the Saints. The Philadelphia Eagles are one for me. Uh, certainly, we don't have it cracked just yet, Mr. Salinas. But let's see if we can crack a few winners here on the card for week five. And week five of the 2021 NFL season has us headed across the pond to London, England. We were not there last year, but we're back on track this year and this edition fe uh, features the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons. The Jets picked up their first win of the season last week in overtime over the Tennessee Titans. Atlanta dropped to 1-3 and three on the year in a loss to Washington. Safety Marcus May will still be out in this game for the Jets. Wide receivers Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley are out this week for Atlanta. James, this line was minus three in favor of the Falcons over the summer. It opened up at three and a half this week. I made it two. What are your thoughts here? Falcons and Jets in London, bright and early on Sunday morning. Currently, Atlanta is a three-point favorite with a total of 45. Well, here's another team, Brady, that we're trying to figure out what is the identity of this ball club when we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons and new coach coming over. Now Arthur Smith running the ball club. He's the big boss. He's the head coach, not just the coordinator, which he was there in Tennessee. And yeah, different different personnel that he's got to work with there in Atlanta. And I think we, we're struggling to find out, at least I'm struggling to find out, where is Atlanta going to score points from? And especially talking about in this game here with Matt Ryan, is this it? Matt Ryan is just, he is what he is. He's not mobile in the pocket. He's just getting older and has no confidence pushing the ball with any velocity down the field right now. He is last in the league when it comes to depth of target, sitting just slightly under six at 5.9 yards per target. So everything's just a dink and dunk right now for Matt Ryan. He's just two out of eight on passes 20 plus yards or more throughout the season, not just in one game. We're talking four games so far, Brady. And you mentioned the fact that there's a couple injuries for them. No Calvin Ridley. No Ridley is out. Gage did not make the trip either. So with that said, it's really Corderell Patterson who's been really the, the feature player on this offense, both running the football and catching the football. So he's been their best playmaker so far. But again, this is just not a, a, an Atlanta Falcons can see and I think part of it is too is just based on the offensive line not a good offensive line there in Atlanta for Matt Ryan wants to get the ball out of his hands quickly he's not going to extend plays so they've got to get the ball out of his hands quickly no sense of a running game there with Atlanta either and now you flip over to the other side with the Jets now we knew the identity of this team was going to be a work in progress rookie quarterback very young team rookie coach you name it and, and great performance competitive performance last week out of the New York Jets to take down the Tennessee Titans. And, and we it's kind of expected that. The number was pretty large there, and that's the one thing we have seen. When you're getting a young new coach and a lot of young players trying to prove themselves that they belong at the professional level, they're going to give great effort, and that's what they got and finally got their first win on the board last, last week. So looking at this game here, I kind of just think, feel, feel like for the Jets, they've got to find some ball control. They haven't been doing a very good job of, of moving things consistently. Consistently last week, Brady, their defense was on the field for 93 plays. So I suspect maybe we'll see a little more running game out of the Jets. 
I'd lean toward the Jets here plus the three. I'm not probably going to play the side. I haven't played the total yet, but looking at the total sitting at 45 and a half, 46 in some spots here in Colorado, that's probably where I'm looking is playing the under in this game, Brady. I just don't see a whole lot of explosive plays coming out of either ball club. Well, that uh, is music to my ears because I did play the Jets on a teaser. I teased it when it was at three and a half, up to nine and a half. Didn't get to the key number of ten, but I'm with you. I think points will be at a premium here uh, between these two clubs that haven't shown a lot of prowess for scoring points. I mean, obviously Atlanta put up a number of points against Washington. We'll get to them. Where's that defense for the Washington football team? Who knows? But I, I think I think that London trip will take a lot out of you. I, I wanted to ask you that too, James. As far as contest play. Do you avoid London games completely, or will you get involved if you find an edge just like any other game? It's just like any other game, Brady. If I like the edge, it doesn't matter if it's the early game or the travel, those kind of things. It's, if I feel like I have played it occasionally, it's not usually one that I, I try to target because we know travel can be kind of strange, and some of these teams are more apt and more used to doing it like Jacksonville in years past. But it doesn't mean that away from it but as far as this game is concerned sorry sorry london sorry that we sent you probably two of the worst products in the nfl to put you out there for a game across the water right with the falcons and the jets and at least the Jets have a little momentum from their win last week but another heartbreaking loss for the falcons just two bad football teams and i just don't trust either side right now to make a play whether it's a contest play and or a bet for me the Miami Dolphins, James, have lost three straight, and they are on the road to take on the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Dolphins were awful in their last game, losing to a very beat-up Indianapolis Colts team as two-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, the Bucks were not at their best in Foxborough, but they did come away with a win. Uh, Tom gets the win, and Belichick gets the cash, 19-17, to that final score. The market has reacted to this game, James, with what we've seen out of the Miami Dolphins as of late. Over the summer, Tampa Bay was a 7.5-point favorite. It opened up this week in favor of Tampa Bay at 10.5. Now the Bucks currently are favored by 10 with a total of 48. Rob Gronkowski is out for the second straight game. The defensive secondary is really banged up for Tampa Bay. Which way are you going here with this one? And you just mentioned it with the, the secondary for Tampa Bay. I mean, they're down to seeds and stems when it comes to who's going to be able to play off in this game on Sunday for Tampa. Last week, lost Antonio Winfield as well as Carlton Davis. You called it while we were on the air live. Quad muscle strain. That's exactly what happened. But Davis on the IR for a minimum of at least three weeks. So secondary is really in a mess right now. And haven't really seen a consistent pass rush out of the Buccaneers. They got after it a little bit last week, but we saw that New England Patriots offensive line just fall to shambles as the game as the game progressed. We'll talk about that team later in the program, but they've got issues on the offensive line up front. And I think that kind of aided the Buccaneers with their pass rush. And yeah, not that Miami Dolphins have I, I think ultimately Brady, this might be, if not the worst, one of the worst offensive lines in all of football for the Dolphins. It's a very young offensive line, very inexperienced offensive line. It's really making it a struggle for whoever's that quarterback, whether it be two or in this case here, it'll be Brissett again. Uh, the fact that they just can't get anything going consistently on offense because there's just not a lot of time to throw the football for Brissett and no threat of the running game whatsoever. However, I'm going to go and I'm taking the points here, Brady. I did play this game. Uh, it was both a contest play for me as well as a bet for me here with the Dolphins plus the 10. 
couple things here. I'm playing the number for one. I'm also playing the scheduling spot for the Bucks. If you think about the last couple of weeks for the Buccaneers, two weeks ago, big national game wasn't. I know it was a primetime game, but that was the big national game in the afternoon. Buccaneers going to the Rams and really getting handled by Los Angeles from the last second, second and third quarters. So here, uh, looking at that, they go travel, and you know all the hype that was around the game, going back to New England for Tom Brady and the Bucks. And Ed, as as hard as they played, didn't play particularly well. And I know the rain really had something to do with that offensively, as far as Brady was concerned. Throwing the football didn't have Gronk out there either, which you mentioned he won't be in this game against the Dolphins again. But the scheduling spot is a poor spot. Two high-level games. Now you're coming back home and playing a bad Miami team. And then it's going to be a short week. Philadelphia on the road for the Buccaneers this Thursday night. So it's really a tough scheduling spot in my mind for the Bucs. You know they're getting everybody's best shot week in and week out as the Super Bowl champions. So here I'm going with the stink here with the Dolphins, but I'm taking the number plus the 10. I like the spot. I like the number. And we're going to roll with it. Miami Dolphins plus the 10. That's my play. You talked about the uh, porous offensive line for the Miami Dolphins. They are averaging 3.6 yards per rushing attempt. And Tampa Bay, their defense is tops in the league in defending the run, allowing less than 50 yards rushing per game. It'll likely be up to Jacoby Brissett to take advantage of that injured secondary by throwing the ball if the Dolphins are going to have success. I actually made this line 12 and a half, but you're right. The spot is absolutely a spot to go against Tampa Bay here. You mentioned the scheduling, and then, of course, coming off of that huge game against the New England Patriots. I'm just not confident enough to know that I can rely on the Miami Dolphins to take advantage of that flat spot. This team, like you said, James, certainly one of the worst in the league, I think, at this point. I think that was proven to us last week. The offensive line struggles. They're not going to be able to run the ball. I think Tampa Bay can turn this team into a one-dimensional unit. I'm with you. The only way I could go is with Miami because of the spot. I just don't have confidence with this team right now. And the last piece for me, Brian Flores, you know, he was part of Belichick's staff for a decade and a half. He also knows that he can take a page out of Belichick's playbook of how to take, take advantage of Brady and Tennessee, some of the things that they like to do, and go against the message with Miami with their secondary. Yeah, you know, he took a blueprint from that performance on Sunday night. We'll be back to take a look at Philadelphia Eagles next on the Pro Football list. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz, diving into week five in the NFL, and we've made our way to the Philadelphia Eagles, James, who have run the ball 14 times total over the course of their last two games. This offensive line is going to be without Lane Johnson, amongst others. Once again, Christian McCaffrey, of course, he was practicing for the Carolina Panthers, but he will be out of the lineup once again for that Panthers offense now, the Eagles, they put up 30 points in last week's loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. They have now dropped three straight. The Panthers suffered their first loss of the season, falling to the Cowboys after Sam Darnold threw two interceptions in that third quarter. That was really a turning point in that game. Now, the Panthers are taking the majority of the tickets here, but the line has come down towards the Eagles' side. It was Carolina minus three over the summer, James. I made it five and a half in favor of Carolina, but right now we are down to three in favor of the Panthers with a total of 46. What are your thoughts on this one? Something about that line just smells, it just smells to me, Brady. It just seems like you look at this in Carolina, all the hype that was going on for the first few weeks, and rightfully so, playing very well, especially on the defensive side of the football had the Panthers been until they met Dallas. And Dallas really was able to do what Dallas has been doing all season so far through the first quarter of the year is put points on the board, running the football, throwing the football, very balanced offense from the Cowboys, which is the exact opposite, like you mentioned, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Not running the football. What is their identity? This is one of those teams, another team that just, you know, you've got a new coaching staff there. You've got a young quarterback that is trying to work through a lot of things offensively. But ultimately, yeah, it would sure help to take a little pressure off of the young quarterback, Jalen Hurts, to run the football on occasion. You have you had a def- decent offensive line. No, Lane Johnson will not be there again for Sunday's start at right tackle. But Ultimately, I just don't know who this Philadelphia Eagles team is trying to be. And think about their defense the last two weeks. Now, granted, they had to face both the 
had to face both the Kansas City Chiefs and then the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night on the road. And, yeah, they got lit up for 11 offensive touchdowns by those two teams and 850 yards plus combined. So struggles right now on the Philadelphia Eagles side. Going to get a little reprieve playing this Carolina Panthers team. You mentioned the fact that Christian McCaffrey is not playing, nor is Cam Irving at the left tackle position. So there's uh, there, the, the offensive line is a little beat up for the Carolina Panthers and not having the dual threat runner that is Christian McCaffrey out there both catching and receiving the football out of the backfield another tough I, I think that's that's where Darnold has had to make some plays on his own leading the league as quarterbacks as far as rushing the football is concerned here just sitting at three it almost feels like yeah you got to jump on Carolina here and sometimes when I just get a little uh, get a little uh, fishy about a line I kind of tend to stay away from it I think that's where I'm going to go here I haven't made any play on this game would lean towards Carolina coming back home. Like what they've done defensively, they are going to miss Shaq Thompson out there. I believe he is their leading tackler for the Carolina Panthers. So always tough when you have one of your big playmakers out there running around, flying around, putting hats on folks not in the lineup. So there's going to be a loss there for the Panthers too. But Brady, I'm not really sure where to go with this game. My lean's towards the Panthers, but I have not made any kind of play whatsoever on this contest. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I said I made this line five and a half. I think the Panthers are really the better team in this matchup, uh, if not by far. I think they will bounce back off of that loss to the Dallas Cowboys. That was a tough spot, a tough spot to be in, to go into Dallas undefeated, and uh, they certainly took it on the chin, but I think they'll respond. You know I like Matt Rule as a head coach. Uh, I think they can get it done here, but that line movement headed towards the Philadelphia Eagles and the point you bring up that I mentioned earlier – This team has me confused, too. I thought they were impressive the first couple of weeks, and they really haven't done anything since. So I'm probably going to stay away from this game. Maybe I would lay the wood. Maybe it's about minus 150 or so if you can get the Panthers on the money line. But I will probably stay away from this game entirely. It'll be a different matchup for the Eagles this week, James, when they face the Kansas City Chiefs last week. Kansas City, 31st in the league in yards allowed on defense. The Carolina Panthers are third in the NFL. So an interesting game to watch as we try and formulate our ideas of who these teams really are. Maybe this is one of those games where we just try and learn and don't bet on it. James, uh, the New Orleans Saints, they let us down last week. You and I both remember that well. Not being able to get an 11-point lead with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter to the house. They end up losing to the Giants in overtime, and they're 2-2 and on the year. And I talked about the Washington football team. Where is this defense they win in a shootout over the Atlanta Falcons, 34-30. to They're also 2-2 two and two on the year. The Saints are a road favorite here at Washington, and over the summer they opened up as one-and-a-half-point favorites. This week they opened up as one-point favorites, and I made it three in favor of New Orleans. Now, currently we are at two-and-a-half in favor of the Saints with a total of 43-and-a-half. Thinking about both these teams, you asked to start the show. Which ones do you have a handle on and which ones are you scratching your head? These Both of these teams qualify for me as head scratchers right now. Thinking about, let's talk about the home team here with the Washington football team. And, and yeah, they're 2-2 two and two, but could easily be 0-4. Last week, Taylor Tyler Haneke making a crazy wild play, going to like his last fourth or fifth read, having to throw the ball back across the field. And, and McKissick using his speed to just make a play out of nothing to ultimately win the game on the road, but as a bad football team playing the Atlanta Falcons. And, and then really the that Thursday night game in week two, Giants had that game won, but an offsides call gave the Washington football team second life to kick a field goal, which they had missed previously on the offsides play, were able to sink it and win the game at the buzzer, basically. 
Ah, yeah, so a couple plays away from 0-4, and, and it all starts on the defensive side. You have defensive-minded coaches there with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio as the defensive coordinator, and what was hyped as one of the top, if not the top, pass-rushing units up front in the National Football League, and we have not seen it. We have not seen it from any of those players up front. They've managed just seven sacks through the first four games of the season. They're allowing over 30 points per game, and they've only they, they, their defense has only created two takeaways in these first four games. So no show from this Washington football team defense, what it was all supposed to be about starting at the defensive side. And then you flip to the other side with the Saints. Which Saints team is going to show up? Brady, I don't know. Is it the the one that was on the road in Jacksonville week one against the the Green Bay Packers and absolutely dominated in every phase of that game against the Packers? Then a flat spot, you show up and and really half-hearted effort against the Carolina Panthers. And then back to week three and, and really go on the road and really put it to Bill Belichick and the Patriots up in Foxborough. And then, like you talked about, dumping a 21-10 fourth quarter lead. So much of it's some strange decision-making on the coaching side. Kicking some field goals from 58 yards and not wanting to kick the field goal from within 40 yards. Sometimes I think these coaches can outsmart themselves. Sean Payton, for as, much, for as many accolades as we can give him as far as being a great coach and the longstanding face of that franchise there as leadership for the Saints, some, some head, more head-scratching calls from him during that game last week against the Giants. I don't know where to go with either of these teams. You've got the Saints going on the road with Jameis Winston as a favorite. It's just not a team that I can trust right now, and especially how are they using Kamara? Right now, Kamara, we know one of the best backs out of league catching the football, has only had 14 targets through four games, 10 receptions for 62 yards. Get him the football. Get, get, sometimes he'll get 10 receptions in a game. He's only got 10 through the first four. I don't know what the Saints are doing. I don't like the Washington football team either. This game's a complete pass. Offensive tackle Teron Armstead is out for the Saints. Tight end Logan Thomas is out for Washington, as is offensive guard Brandon Sheriff. And Sheriff is a big deal, James. I know you pay a lot of attention to matchups and injuries and player personnel. I'm sure you're familiar with Brandon Sheriff, the offensive guard for the Washington football team. He missed eight games for the football team in the last two years, and Washington is 0-8 straight up and 0-7-1 against the spread without him. Washington quarterbacks were sacked 14 times in the three games that he missed last year and 16 times in the five games that he missed in 2019. I made the Saints, again, like I say, a three-point favorite. Now the spread has gotten to two and a half. That's a little too close for my liking, but I did play the Saints on the money line. I think they win this game. I think this is a decent team. I think they rebound off of that poor, poor uh, fourth-quarter performance last year. I, I think this is a big deal that Sheriff is out of the game, and I think uh, Saints on the money line against – I think this Washington team, James, you, you mentioned it's a head-scratcher team. I'm starting to think they're pretty bad. Absolutely. Not seeing any adjustments. I think that's the biggest piece. You've got coaches, maybe sometimes these coaches, Brady, and these are guys from the 80s, right? Football players, linebackers, hard-nosed guys. You're talking about Del Rio and, and Coach Rivera and the Riverboat Gambler. I'm not seeing it. I'm, they're not taking any chances on the defensive side. It's just the same straight, pretty much four straight line bull rush plays no twists no stunts nothing creatively coming from this team defensively I think it's because they don't trust their secondary right now their linebacker play is not playing well I think Bostick's gone again so the linebackers are not playing well for Washington and maybe that's part of it is they're they're feeling like the back seven forget the front four it's the back seven right now especially in coverage is just not in a position where they feel like they can trust them to 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 get off the field. They haven't been doing a good job all season long getting off the field on third down, and it could continue here. I'm just 
just don't have confidence right now in the Saints' office of what it's going to look like, especially in the passing game with Winston and no real, relatively no targets to Kamara out of the backfield. We were talking about the Washington football team on the program last week, and we said usually guys like Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera, off of that loss, that hammering they took at the hands of the Buffalo Bills, they would respond and have their defense wake up. Well, they didn't. They played a lousy Atlanta Falcons team and allowed 30 points uh, on that defense. So I I am losing faith in this Washington football team quickly, and I'm going to go against them here with the Saints on the money line. Next up, another confusing couple of teams, the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars as we roll along here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything vsin has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, and the time has come to play considerate, book it, or drop it. I will read a stat sheet for a particular player. James will try and guess who that player is, and then I will reveal the mystery player and the odds for, in this case, the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and we'll see if we want to consider that bet, book that bet, or completely drop that bet. And I will get started here with player number one. Again, this is Offensive Rookie of the Year, James. This player has thrown for 873 yards with five touchdowns and seven interceptions. He has a QBR of just 36.7. He has been uh, drafted by one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NFL, and this QB has a lot to prove as this team now sits at 0-4 on the season. He opened up at plus 275 to win this award early in the year. He has now dropped, or gone up rather, to plus 750 at BetMGM. Who is this candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year? It's funny you say dysfunctional franchise. The first one that came to mind was the New York Jets, but they got to win. You said this is a winless quarterback right now. It's got to be, I I guess, the other dysfunctional franchise would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we're talking about Trevor Lawrence, I think. We are indeed, and uh, we will get to that matchup. Uh, A lot of dysfunction going on in Jacksonville right now, it (laughs) seems. But, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence... Um, I thought he start has started to look better with really each passing week, James. And, and I expect him at the end of the year maybe to have some pretty decent numbers and show us, you know, why he was uh, drafted number one eventually. Um, but I- again, I think it just goes to the team, and I, I think we're going to learn a lot about that situation in Jacksonville, how bad or how not bad it is down there this week in South or in North Florida, rather. But I, I think there's been some promising signs out of this young man the last couple of weeks. I do too, and and I, I I wouldn't book it right now just because of how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars team is collectively. But this isn't about well rookie of the year and he led his team to the playoffs and won a division or even led them to to a 500 record or in this case because we have 17 games close to a 500 record whether it's nine and eight or eight and nine I can't I don't see that happening anywhere close for this Jacksonville Jaguars team but yeah this is a team that's going to be behind in a lot of games they're going to need to throw the football in a lot of games and for somebody like Trevor Lawrence who had plenty of talent to to be sure to be had with him as the overall number one pick and 
than thinking about their schedule. They're obviously going to play a last-place schedule. And then the division. I think that's probably the bigger piece here is thinking about the teams in their division. So playing Houston twice, playing Tennessee twice, which they get a crack at them on Sunday, and also playing the Indianapolis Colts twice. But right now that's not a very, you know, that that lot of injuries on that team. And I don't think any of those secondaries for any of those three teams scare anybody right now. So I think opportunities, at least from a statistical standpoint, for as the season progresses for Trevor Lawrence to be able to to start to put up some more numbers. Now, did look much better in that Thursday night contest against Cincinnati, at least in the first half. Uh, But I think here I'd be considering it. Definitely not going to book it, but I don't want to drop it at this point either. Yeah, and maybe he'll have a good game this week and the number would drop from that plus 750. But I think ultimately the uh, futility of the Jacksonville Jaguars may cost him this award. We will see. You remember their season win total was six and a half, I believe. Currently, no wins on the board just yet for Jacksonville at 0-4. Okay, player number two, again, Offensive Rookie of the Year. This player has 17 receptions, 297 yards receiving, and four touchdowns. He also ranks in the top five in the NFL for yards per catch, averaging 17.5 yards per catch. After four games, it seems clear that if any defense leaves this man alone downfield, he has a threat to score a long touchdown at any point in the game. He was one of the uh, top draft picks in this year's draft. His college productivity has really carried over into the NFL and joining his former record-breaking QB on the same NFL team. This player opened up at 11-1 to to win Offensive Player of the Year. He is currently now at 4-1. to I guess that would be Joe Joe Burrow's former teammate at LSU and they won the national title together, Jamar Chase, especially with four touchdowns, correct? He's got four TDs on the season and really has has found the end zone on some big plays over the top and did it early enough. It didn't look too good, Brady, in the preseason. A lot of talk about the, the football. It didn't have strikes. It was a different type of ball. It was bigger. <laughs> he, well, he figured that out. Got a different gloves. Maybe uh, put a little, watch some film of some Fred Bolitnikoff and got some stick on those gloves. But we got to be talking about Jamar Chase, correct? Yeah, and this guy's been electric, man. I, I remember uh, Jefferson, you know, that came into the league as a rookie for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, this LSU school is really really churning out receivers, as is Alabama, the SEC. But uh, it seems like LSU has really become receiver U in a sense. Goes back to Odell Beckham Jr. But uh, I've really enjoyed watching Jamar Chase. I, I don't think 4-1 to one is really a bad price. And, and we were talking about Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville. Right now, the Cincinnati Bengals are 3-1. and one. Maybe this team will have more success, and that gives Jamar Chase a better chance to win this award. You know, we were talking about uh, Cincinnati and their, I believe it was the fifth pick in the draft that they had, and that was when they took Jamar Chase. I initially really thought they should have taken Penny Sewell, the offensive lineman out of Oregon, to protect Joe Burrow. But right now, I think it's worked out pretty darn well for Burrow and Chase. Absolutely, and and think about and it's not just and it's not just Chase. So it's not like he's the only the only receiver out there, and teams can roll coverage. There's other players out there that they have to be respectful and mindful of when you're talking about Boyd in the slot. You got Higgins on the outside when he's healthy. Uh, the the tight end made some plays last week against Jacksonville in that Thursday night football game, and then they can run the ball anytime Joe Mixon is on the field. Safeties and that those linebackers and safeties have to be mindful of his ability to run the ball between the tackles because he does run he runs hard he runs fast but he also runs very physical so it's they're you're starting to see some balance out of here and then you got a player like joe burrow and the kid is just he's he's just got one of he's he's just got that moxie about him he's a champion obviously it was a champion and champion in college that doesn't always translate to the nfl we know it's a completely different league but he just has this this 
this leadership quality about him, this great characteristic. He's such a competitive player. Guys feed off him. I think he's going to be a great player. I'm glad to see that Burrow is back off his knee injury, a really rough knee injury that he had last year. And and I'm surprised that he's playing as well. I'm surprised that he's started the season and playing as well as he had because of that knee injury. But plenty of other targets to go around. If anything, that maybe might hurt Chase, but I think on third down and then in big play situations, Burrow's going to go to who he's comfortable with for sure, not just in the NFL, but his college days as well. Definitely one that I would consider. Not going to book it yet, but definitely consider that that bet with Jamar Chase to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I would too, and you bring up a good point. There's only one football to go around with all those talented skill players that Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow has to choose from, but it seems like Chase is the guy that would put up the most firework type plays, uh, the big plays that will uh, you know stick in your memory. So uh, maybe he has a little bit of an edge on that bet. Currently 4-1 to one for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm with you. I would consider that one as well. I think I would consider this next one too. This player has thrown for over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions, has a QBR of 48.5. After four games, this player's upside looking better, really, after each game. However, their team's record is just 1-3 and three on the season. He was stolen in the draft, arguably one of the biggest moves by a coach in a long time, and now he's put in the spotlight trying to replace a legend. He opened at 12-1 to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He is now down to 4-1. to one. Who's this gentleman? Definitely Mac Jones, and you talk about you the coach it. and how he fell in the draft. And for sure, what a how, how did that just fall into the laps of of the New England Patriots and and the fact that they were able to get Mac Jones where they did sitting there? I don't know if they expected that that was going to happen at the start of the draft last year, but yeah, so far so good for Mac Jones. Now they've been pretty conservative with him. It's not a lot of big depth of target for him, and he doesn't really have lot of talent to throw the football to. I think if that's that's the one concern for me is they have not run the football well so far through the first four weeks of the season, have the New England Patriots, and and teams are able to, to play a little tighter And because I don't know if they really respect the deep passing game from the targets that Jones has to work with. So as far as numbers are concerned, uh, maybe that's where it's at. Have not got off to a good start, obviously, for the Patriots. We know the Bills are the, the toughest team within that division in the AFC East. Not that he needs to lead them to to go win the division, but I think here, yeah, I definitely would consider it just based on the coaching acumen, not only of Bill Belichick to keep this team competitive throughout the season, but also with McDaniels tailoring game plans to fit the rookie skill set. Yeah, and uh, I think you bring up a good point about uh, the fact that the New England Patriots don't have a great running game. At least we haven't seen it so far. I really thought the running game would be pretty good going into the season, but it hasn't shown itself just yet. So it's forcing Mac Jones to throw the ball more often. So maybe that is good for his chances to possibly win this award. And he really outplayed Tom Brady on Sunday Night Football. I thought he was incredibly impressive in that game, James. I mean, he kept New England in it and hardly made any mistakes. I mean, he hardly threw any incomplete passes. I think at one point he had 10 straight completions or something like that. So um, I think it's off to a really good start for Mac Jones. Like the uh, the notes say here, not so good for the team at 1-3 and three for the New England Patriots. And maybe those stats get healthy this week against the Houston Texans for Mac Jones. James Salinas, we'll talk about that game coming up here pretty soon. Next up aforementioned the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans on our list here as we continue to roll on, breaking down week five on the Pro Football Blitz.
at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams, players, win totals daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. The guide is a must-have with key insights for data, both avid hockey bettors and those also new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99, $9.99, the hockey betting guide at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. James, the Tennessee Titans for the second straight week will face a team that is headed to London in the following week. Of course, Tennessee fell to the New York Jets last week. The Jets are in London this week. This week they will visit the Jacksonville Jaguars, who will go across the pond next week to take on the Miami Dolphins. And it's been a rough week in North Florida in the Jacksonville Jaguars camp. It was our own Michael Lombardi who reported earlier in the week that there have been a number of closed-door meetings involving head coach Urban Meyer, and none of them are about this week's opponent, the Tennessee Titans. I actually don't think this is a bad spot for the Jaguars, James, but that locker room, I really have no idea how bad or maybe how bad it is not in Jacksonville there. We've heard some things about players really not liking Urban Meyer or not necessarily buying into what he is selling. I think it's pretty dicey down there in the Jacksonville camp, but it almost makes me think, you know, as far as a contrarian angle, 
It almost makes me think this is the perfect time to go on the Jacksonville Jaguars here because the whole world believes that this team could be a dumpster fire right now, but that's the problem. Maybe they are a dumpster fire. I just don't know, so I'm staying away from this one. I put it in the contest. I'm with you, Brady. I took the Jaguars plus the four and a half, and I know it's crazy, and I didn't love this week's card, so I was struggling to find five plays that I wanted to put on put into the contest, but... You talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars and all the distractions going on right now for Urban Meyer and reports about, you know, he's going in and talking with the unit, each unit collectively, and guys are just kind of laughing and, and just feeling like it's kind of a joke where it's, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And maybe going across the pond and playing in England next week might be good for Urban Meyer. Now he can find some pubs where nobody knows who he is and they won't be filming him <laughs> when he goes out there and enjoys himself. So, you know, cause I think they have some good, there's some good places to go out there. I mean, uh, but but ultimately thinking about the Jaguars, you know, it, it, 10 days to prepare. You, you're coming off that Thursday night loss, really a tough loss, gar, you know, a, a gut-wrenching loss for the Jaguars, especially as how well as they played in the first half against the Cincinnati Bengals until the Bengals offense woke up second half. Uh, but here it's the Tennessee Titans, and this is just not a team. I didn't like the Titans coming into this season. I didn't like their defense. I don't like their secondary. There's not much of a pass rush. We haven't seen much change this year for this Tennessee Titans defense, but it's the other side, too. And the loss of Arthur Smith, what was that going to look like for this offense going forward, a new identity? Was it still going to be able to to pound Derrick Henry, which they've been doing, and Henry's had a, a tremendous season through the first quarter of the season for the Tennessee Titans running the football but they're struggling to throw the fall, throw the football, and really it's ultimately because they're struggling to keep Tannehill upright. He's They lead the league when it comes to sacks, giving up 17 sacks so far this season, and it's a product of a lot of things. Obviously, the offensive line, the first game against Arizona, uh, we saw Chandler Jones just have his way with left tackle Taylor DeJuan doing whatever he wanted out there, and that boosted those sack numbers. But this is a team that's struggling offensively to throw the football with any consistency because Tannehill's holding the football so long. Julio Jones not going to play in this game again, out again due to injury. A.J. Brown most likely will be back in the lineup, though, so there's a target that will help. But he's been in the lineup before, and it didn't help the passing game a whole lot. So here, I just right now, as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, that's where the number sits. That's what the number was in the contest, and I like to getting that hook past the four. That's where I went with this. I did play it in the contest. I have not bet the game as far as a side for me here, but I don't want to take anything with the with the Titans going on the road as a road favorite. I know it's a division game, and it is a mess of a team when you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, Brady, but maybe, I don't know, all the distractions, maybe that can galvanize the, maybe that galvanizes the team in the locker room. Not so much galvanized with the coach, but uh, potentially, I don't know. I'm not sure how that factors in the handicap for me. I guess that's the big question mark for me with what went on with Urban Meyer off off the uh, the loss at Cincinnati. And uh, maybe if there was more leadership in that locker room, I might feel like that's a, a rallying cry for the leaders. But this is a young team; they're still trying to find themselves as far as leadership is concerned for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. Really not going to be a factor for me here. It's more so just the the fact that I just don't like the Tennessee Titans going on the road and being a favorite. We saw how that worked out last week for them being a favorite on the road against the New York Jets. You know, James, you're on the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, all the way from Denver, <laughs> I can smell it from here. Uh, you're going to have to wear a hazmat suit this weekend. But, uh, no, I, I hear you loud and clear. Like I said, I think a contrarian play here is to take the Jaguars and the points. Uh, I, I think there's so much belief out there that uh, this team is in shambles, and, and that's what's keeping me away from it because maybe they are. But but I am uh, definitely headed your direction if I was going to make a play 
on this game. You talk about the sacks of Ryan Tannehill, by the way. The Jacksonville Jaguars last in the league, 32nd in getting to the quarterback, averaging just a little more than one sack per contest. The Detroit Lions are 0-4, and the Minnesota Vikings are 1-3. They will meet up in Minnesota in Week 5, and the Vikings are a double-digit favorite here. Now, the Lions are really banged up, James. Rookie offensive lineman, Penny Sewell, he is doubtful. And one of, uh, if maybe not the best centers in the league, Frank Ragnow, he is now on injured reserve. Jamal Williams and TJ Hawkinson are questionable. Defensive end Romeo Aquara is out for the season. Trey Flowers along that defensive line is also questionable. I really don't know what to do here. The Vikings were eight-and-a-half-point favorites over the summer. It opened up at seven-and-a-half this week. I made it a six, and then you had all these injuries develop over the week, and now we've seen this number reach 10. It's currently here at 10 in Las Vegas, uh, but there's just way too much unknown here for me to do anything with this one, James. Yeah, too many points for me to lay in the NFL when you're talking about 10 now is where it sits for in favor of the Vikings. And and I get it. You, you look at what the Vikings have done to the Detroit Lions over the last few years. They've won the last seven meetings by an average of 11.5 points per game. So double-digit wins each time is what they're averaging each time they've faced the Lions over the last few years. And Kirk Cousins, maybe this is, this is his opportunity. Did not perform well last week against the Cleveland Browns. Really physical game that game last week at home that they lost. To, to Cleveland, but Cousins has had his way with the Lions. 15 touchdowns with just one interception since becoming a Minnesota Vikings. So, yeah, you think about the Lions on the other side, all the injuries to that side. They play hard each and every week, but you know, there's the want to, but then there's the can do, and the can do when you're when you're just down to so many injuries. You talked about the offensive line with Ragnar. Don't forget Taylor Decker's not even on the team. He started the league, or started the season on the injured list, and they also left uh, lost uh, Jeff Okuda early in the season. They're probably their best cover corner. He's gone, and then more injuries with Hawkinson. Swift and Williams are all questionable, so they're probably all going to be a go, but they're all gimpy at this point. I think that, that Bears game really took a lot out of them. They had opportunities in that second half, in the first half and the second half really did the Detroit Lions but couldn't execute in the red zone really just the just bungled so many opportunities now you're going to go on the road have to play in the Metrodome or whatever they're calling it up there in Minnesota playing indoors we know that crowd gets after it there and the, the history right now over the last few years of the Vikings the only play I could make would be the Vikings but I'm not going to lay 10 points for the Denver Broncos are coming off of their first loss of the seasons. The Ravens got them at mile high last week, and quarterback Teddy Bridgewater was knocked out of the game with a concussion. Now, he's been upgraded to probable for this game in Pittsburgh against the Steelers, James. And this line has kind of been all over the place. Over the summer, it was four and a half in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It opened this week, Pittsburgh minus one. I made it Denver uh, minus four and a half, thinking Bridgewater was going to play. Now, since his chances of, be, of playing have been upgraded, we've seen this line move towards the Broncos. Currently, the Broncos are favored by one and a half. I've even seen some twos out there with a total of 39. What do you think about this game, James? Is Denver for real? And is Pittsburgh really as bad as we've seen them act lately? I think as far as Pittsburgh offensively, yeah, they are just as bad as what we've seen. 
We knew it was going to be a struggle on the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Complete makeover. All the veteran leadership that they've had there for the last decade has left that front, has left that offensive front. And now you've got a lot of young players, high draft picks, and probably some talent there. But it takes time to get themselves together. And ultimately, with Big Ben back there, it just we saw it last year in the second half of the season. Does not have the arm strength to push the ball down the field with any velocity or accuracy for that matter. And really, it's just a short passing game. But even now, the short passes, he's still throwing throwing down into the dirt. This is not a team that I trust as far as being able to score the football here for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben. Now he's dealing with the bruised hip. He had a torn pec. So the guy's just getting older. The arm strength is not there. He's he's a total target back there in that pocket. And I think this is going to be this is going to be a, a hammer football game. And not a lot of points to be scored sitting at the total, sitting at 39 and a half. It's dropped under 40 now. I'd lean towards the Broncos, but I think the offensive line's getting healthy. Both Glasnow and Reisner should be back to solidify the guard position for both of those inside the interior of that offensive line for the Broncos. I'd lean towards the Broncos here. One injury of North Cortland Sutton rolled his ankle on Friday at practice. He's a big piece of their offensive weaponry as well. So right now, no play for me. I lean towards the Broncos. Yep, I'm with you. I lean towards the Broncos as well. When we come back, we will reveal the Circa Contest picks, Survivor and the Millions, next, right here on the Pro Football Blitz. Did you miss a VEASAN show? We have multiple daily and weekly podcasts to keep you up to date on all the latest sports betting action. VEASAN Best Bets bring you the highlights from our daily lineup of shows, including Follow the Money and a Numbers Game. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum gets you ready with the latest lines and action. 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 Ready with the latest lines. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.